you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. The Lord has dealt with me this week. The Lord has given me a timely word for each and every one of us tonight. I want you to open your heart and receive what the Lord is trying to say to us tonight. The only way that the word is effective is if we break down every barrier, that we break down all boundaries, that we say, Lord, I'm open to whatever that you have to say to my life. The Lord allowed me to see tonight that he has released his angels into this house. And somebody's life is never going to be the same after this service. The Lord told me that he's going to release angels to minister to the heirs of salvation tonight. And that whatever that you need, it's here right now. And if we will listen to the word of God, and if we would act upon the word of God in faith, that something miraculous was going to take place in this house tonight. That's real cute. I'm glad three of you believe it tonight. I want to give honor to my pastor. I love him so much. I love my mom so much and our wonderful leadership. How much do you love your leadership tonight? honor to my beautiful wife. I'm still getting used to saying that. It's uh, I'm getting there, people. I forgot a couple times while preaching, and she was watching, and I got in trouble. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I give honor to her. I don't ever take this lightly when I am able to bring the word of God into each and every one of you wonderful people. I don't ever want to get up here and not hear the voice of God. And I know that I've I've heard God's voice in this room. And God is going to do something wonderful among us tonight. I want you just to lift your hands right now. And if you have the Holy Ghost, would you just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would ready our hearts for your word, our minds for your word that we might be able to receive and to comprehend, loose our ears to hear what thus saith the Lord. I rebuke every humanistic spirit in this room and demonic spirit in this room that could hinder the work of the Holy Ghost. We loose you to have your way. Let no man hear me, see me, or feel me tonight, God, but let them hear you, see you, and feel you. And we're going to give you praise for all that you're going to do in this house tonight. And someone said in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I'm on assignment from God. We will see what he wants to do among us this evening. If you have your Bibles, Ephesians, the first chapter, Ephesians, the first chapter, verses 18 through 23. I've got nine pages of notes. If you preach with me, I might preach through three of them. If you don't preach with me, I hope y'all weren't hoping I could go to Applebee's tonight because we ain't getting out of here. My dad said something today. He said, the 
find can only receive what the seat can handle. Which means if I've preached way too long and you are sick of sitting in that seat, I think my time is up. So if you'll get up on your feet and worship and chant and clap, I'm gonna, you're going to let me know that you want me to hurry it up. All right. I've got a long reading tonight. I'm going to hand a microphone over to my pastor because I love hearing my pastor read the Bible. I'm going to give him this microphone, and he's going to read about 90 verses for us tonight if we're not careful. Ephesians, the first chapter, verses 18 through 23. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far Above all principality. Someone say far above. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now I would like to quickly change scriptures to Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 6. Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 6. Now listen, I want you to listen to what the word of God says about us. All right? Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 6. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, ye are saved. Hold it right there. We were dead in our sins. And because of the Holy Ghost, we were raised to life with Christ. Now the question is, where were we raised to? Because if we die on the earth, where do we go from here? Read the last verse, Pastor. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We were raised together to sit in heavenly places. If you help me preach this evening, I want to challenge someone on this subject. Seated in heavenly places. Seated in heavenly places. One more time, lift your hands, lift your voice, and I just want you to say, God, I'm ready for your word tonight. Whatever you want to say to the church, let us listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Lift your voice for a moment now. Lift your voice for just a moment. Everyone said amen. Look at someone and say, 
I'm seated in heavenly places. If you help me preach, you can be seated. If not, don't so I know who you are. Me and you will talk later. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm under the belief that at every second of every day that the Holy Ghost calls unto each and every one of us. I'm under the belief that we must train our ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto the church. The Lord has called many men in this last hour on an assignment to preach unto the church. The direction that God desires us to walk down. We would be absurd this evening if we did not realize that we are the generation that the end of the world has come. We are the generation that I believe is going to see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was listening to a great man, a great elder of our movement, speaking at a conference. He's locked in his home in upstate New York. He's locked in his home. He's 81 years old. He's preached all across the world. He's spoken in the United Nations. He's done wonderful things. And he began to look up on a crowd over his iPhone with tears running out of his eyes. And he said, as I sit here in my home, I realize that the torch has passed. He said, I realize that my generation is no longer going to be on the forefront of the battle. But this generation is going to be the generation upon the end of the world has come. The generation that the Lord is trying to raise up in this last hour is not a generation of church saints who settle for mediocrity. This generation that he is wanting to rise up among us is not just to fill a church pew. But I'm under the belief that the generation upon the ends of the earth that is here right now is supposed to be a generation of warriors for the kingdom of God that will tear down strongholds in Jesus' name, that will preach the gospel to every creature, that will reach the lost, that will teach a Bible study. I want you to know that when we talk about the last generation, if you are living right now, you are a part of it too. We want to believe that our children are going to do everything for us. They're going to worship for us. They're going to pray for us. But in all actuality... You need every generation on board to be able to make a difference in the kingdom of God. I wonder if I have anyone in this room tonight, any parents in this room that can say, I want to lead my kids in the way that they need to walk. I want to lead my kids on how to pray. I want to show my kids how to worship. I want to show my kids how to respond to the word of God. The Spirit of God is calling us to go to deeper levels in the Holy Ghost that we have ever been before. And that we would begin to walk in the apostolic spiritual authority that is designed for believers. I want to remind you in case you are not aware of this that the realm of the spirit is just as real 
as the realm of the physical, which we live in today. If you want to get in all actuality, it was out of the realm of the spirit that God spoke life into the physical realm. So really the physical realm is a product of the spiritual realm. You're not made just to walk and just be all happy and patty cake. But if we believe that the spiritual realm is as real as the physical realm, then we would realize that we are called to spiritual warfare. That's all right. I'm going to get you there in just a moment. I'm going to get you there in just a moment. The realm of the Holy Ghost is a place where heavenly hosts dwell. It's a place where angels move to and fro unto the heirs of salvation. This realm is the place where creative miracles happen. I'm not just meaning you lose a nail and it grows back. That's the physical realm. But I'm talking about when limbs grow, when cancer disappears, when the dead are raised. That is what happens in the realm of the spirit. And it is also a place where spiritual warfare happens. It is a place where Lucifer has strategically set strongholds against your family, your community, and your nation. You're not fighting against the Republicans. You're not fighting against the Democrats. You're not fighting against your mayor. You're not fighting against necessarily the world, but what you're fighting against is the thing behind everything that controls what's going on, because everything that happens in the physical is a reflection of what's happening in the spiritual. And it is in the spirit realm where we find principles that hold people captive. You have to realize that you cannot tear strongholds down in your flesh. You do not hold the authority in your flesh. But you must learn to walk in the spirit. Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through man, mighty through the flesh, mighty through God, unto the pulling down of strongholds, Casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Let me tell you, where you make a difference is when you learn how to war in the spirit. When you learn how to tap into the spirit and you can make a difference. text Ephesians 2 and verses 4 and 5. If you will allow me, I'm making my launch pad tonight. Look at someone and say, we're going somewhere. The word says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in our sins hath quickened us together in Christ by the way by grace you are saved I love how he just kind of puts that in there by the way when you think that you have it all together and that you saved your own life 
and that you saved your own job and that you saved your own family and that you saved your own marriage by grace you are saved through Christ. There is nothing in this world that I can do by myself. I can try everything I want to, and it will always end up a failure. But through Christ, with the grace in his name, I am saved. By grace, you are saved and hath raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I looked this verse up in the original text. I like to read in the Greek and in the Hebrew. I use that to laugh at my twin brothers who always, well, the Hebrew word is, whoa. And now I'm the one that's going to read in the Hebrew. But I read in the Greek of the New Testament and the original writing of this. Watch this. It says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenlies. The Lord's Design for those who have been raised up to life through the Holy Ghost. His design is that he wants to allow us access to dwell, to live, and to walk according to the Spirit. When I was with the Holy Ghost, I walked according to the world. I walked according to the flesh. I walked according to the agendas of the world. But when I put on Christ, he gave me an invitation to go higher than where the world is, to go higher than disease, to go higher than addiction, to go higher than depression, to go higher than suicide. And he said, I'm giving my people an invitation to walk in the spirit with me. to live is far above all principalities. It's far above all power. It's far above all wickedness. And when we learn to walk in the spirit, we learn how to walk in the authority of Jesus Christ himself. Jesus said before he went up into heaven that greater things than these shall you do. How in the world are we going to do greater things if we learn to walk in the spirit, if we'll walk in the authority given to us through Christ? I'm not sure if I have a limiter on my mic tonight, but my voice is hurting real bad. If you could take that off. That would be absolutely wonderful. I'm just going to ask you this. I'm just going to hold on for just a moment. If you want to walk in the spirit like you never have before, because I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. I need to know. If you desire to walk in the spirit, I want you to lift your hands and I want you to say, Lord, I'm ready. God, take me there. God, take me to new dimensions. God, take me to a new level in you that I've never been before. I want you to lift your voice right now. I want you to pray into the Lord. God, take me. Take me. I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. Mm. I got to get down to the nitty gritty of things tonight. Thank you for my launch pad. Because we lack the understanding of spiritual authority. And we refuse to walk in the Holy Ghost daily. We allow 
Lucifer himself to sit in the high seat that Jesus created for us to sit in. You see, because Ephesians 1 says that he raised up Jesus to sit far above, far above the devil, far above the principalities, far above the powers. And then in Ephesians number 2, it says that he's raised us up to be seated in heavenly places. And if we refuse to walk in the spirit, you are allowing your adversary to sit higher than yourself. Brother Jeremy, you know why homes are chaotic? Because they don't pray. You know why homes are chaotic, Brother Nate? Because they don't know how to walk in the spirit. Because they're happy with showing up on the weekend, getting in the prayer room for 20 minutes, and coming out, going through church, and going home and living like the devil. Is that all right for me to say tonight? But when you learn that there is authority in the spirit designed for you, then what you're saying is, is I know that I've been abused by the devil. I know that he's given his best shot to me for long enough. But I'm going to walk in the spirit and I'm going to put the devil in his place. Because no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I want you to know that if you have been baptized into Jesus' name, you have the authority of Jesus. the Lord has commissioned me to help release the revelation of spiritual authority unto you and he's releasing us to walk in spiritual authority and to dwell in heavenly places and to tear the kingdom of hell tired of the devil messing with your family walk in the spirit if you're tired of living depressed walk in the spirit if you're tired of going through the mundane and the ordinary, walk in the spirit. If you're tired of not feeling anything in the house of God, get out of your seat and walk in the spirit. Worship in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. And I know it's uncomfortable in this house tonight, but some of you are living with no freedom because you're allowing the devil to sit in a place of authority that was designed for you. And if you learn how to walk in the spirit, you will have victory in your life. that we are designed to walk in in Christ, we will become unstoppable warriors for the kingdom of God. I feel that God in these last days is calling us to no longer walk after the flesh, but to walk after the Spirit. Romans 8 verses 5 through 7 says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. Now watch this. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. No peace because you're walking after the flesh. You're feeding your flesh. Me, I need me. Do it for me. I need this. I need this. Do I have to show up to service? Do I have to go to Sunday night? Do I have to go to Wednesday night? All I'm asking for is just a break because I'm so tired. And me, 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 me. If you have no peace in your life, the reason is, is because you're walking after the flesh. And if you want peace in your life, all you have to do is walk after the Spirit. It's that simple. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 7. 
because the carnal mind is To be carnally minded is to be separated from your father. I don't want to be carnally minded. I want to walk after the spirit. I want to be next to Christ. I want to walk with him in heavenly places. I don't want to live after my flesh. I don't want to feed my flesh so much that I become carnal because I want to walk with God. Is there anybody in this room tonight that can say, I want to walk with God. I want to do more for God. I want to feel God. to say it this way, but if to be carnally minded is to be enmity with God, maybe the reason that some people can walk into a Holy Ghost filled service and not feel a thing, maybe it's because they're too carnally minded. You know why, Pastor? Because I see people all the time through church who have their iPhones in their hand watching the football game. I see too many people, I just got to be honest, guys. I see too many people who have their phones in their hand having to look through Facebook and look through Instagram because the spiritual can wait. I don't need it right now. I'm just trying to get my mind off of my life. And when we come into here and we're walking in carnal minds, we cannot feel the presence of God. If there's anybody here tonight, and I'm not trying to judge you, and I'm speaking to you out of love tonight, because we all need the presence of God. We all need to feel Him. We all need to connect with Him. Why don't you try something else? That's not anyone else's fault that you come in and you can't feel anything. It's not because I didn't play your favorite song. It's not because that the preacher didn't preach into your life. It's because your mind is on something totally opposite than the kingdom of God. And when your mind is not on Christ, it's on the flesh. Let me tell you, there's no middle ground in this. You're either on Christ or you're on the flesh. You're either walking in Jesus or you're walking according to the world. And to be carnally minded is enmity with God. careful and you live so much after your flesh you will begin to mistake the spiritual for something that is carnal the devil has no power to create nothing all he can do is imitate Apostle Paul rebukes the woman in Acts 16 who was saying the right words, but she was speaking out of divination. Paul realized that she wasn't operating in the spirit, but that she was operating in the flesh. And her flesh became so hungry for a spiritual high that she wanted to just impress everyone with her so-called spirituality. And she chased 
everything that looked right and that looked like it was of God. And because that she chased after things that were fleshly, Lucifer possessed her. If you're not careful, you will begin to spiritualize things that are not spiritual. I love the new music. I love the lights. I love the hearing the drums. I love all of the tunes that we have. But you better be careful when you begin to spiritualize things that are not necessities. Let me tell you what I mean. There are some people who can only pray when the right song is on and when like all of your lights are perfectly dim. I have to set my atmosphere with the lights. I have to set my atmosphere with the music. I love the lights. I love the music. I love it all. But that stuff is not as important as having a relationship with Jesus. It's not as important. You can take the lights. You can take the sound. You can take the microphones. You can take the speakers. You can take the piano. You can take the drums. But give me someone. Give me some people that say there's nothing more important than getting into the spirit of God. There's nothing more important than tapping into the spirit of God. The Lord told me that the Antichrist spirit is rampant in the church world. And it is imitating spirituality. And the church world is beginning to spiritualize their feelings and their emotions. And they are beginning to operate in the flesh. Goosebumps are not You can hoop, you can holler, you can sing the right songs, you can do all of that, and you are chasing your flesh. But if you're not living this thing, if you're not living the word of God every day, if you're not being holy and righteous, if you're not walking worthy of the calling of God, then nothing else matters. I'm coming to tell somebody today, don't get it mistaken. Look, that your flesh is not spirituality, but getting in a room alone with God, getting alone in the presence of God, getting on your face and talking to Jesus is really the only thing that matters. Let us never mistake worship. Let us never mistake the preaching, but let us never mistake relationship with God. Lift your hands right now. The Lord's speaking to somebody. The Lord's speaking to somebody right now. I want you to lift your voice right now. Just Come on, I wonder if there's anyone in this place that can say, I don't need a performance. I don't need a nice room or building. I don't have to wear the right suit. I don't have to sing the right song. I've just got to get in the presence of God. I've got to feel His Spirit. I've got to tap into His Spirit. I've got to live this thing in my home the same way that I'm living it in the church. Second Timothy warns us, that in the last days that men will have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Emotionalism is just a sellout version of spiritualism. And if you look at the church world today, if you watch all the preachers on 
CBN is to do all of that wonderful things. And you can say, wow, they're preaching so good. Wow, did you see that man? He fell out in the spirit. Wow, that's awesome. And that stuff is real. Please do not get me wrong. But that's not what it is about. It is not about emotionalism. It's not about I need to feel the right thing. I need to feel the goosebumps. I need to fall out every service. I need to do all of that thing. That's not what it's about. It's about relationship. Walking in heavenly places places is about relationship and I need you to realize today that it's time for the church to get a relationship with Christ like they've never had before and begin to walk in the spirit and begin to operate in the spirit but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every captive every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I want you to realize that it's not the next great program that's going to change this world. It's not the next great program that's going to reach this city. It's not the next great thing that's going to tear down the kingdom of the devil. Let me tell you what it is going to be when the church realizes that I've got to do something about this. I've got to get out of my flesh. I've got to stop showing up to service just to get fed and go home and not live this. But if you really want to make a difference, if you really want to do something for God, you've got to get in the spirit for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Stand with me all, all over the room tonight. I know I was a little bit more teachy today than normal for me. But I don't believe in preaching for response. I believe in preaching what the Lord says. I believe in preaching what the Lord says. And, and I'm afraid that that the church of America is forsaking walking in the spirit. We're forsaking the place that was intended for us to walk in. The Lord has a seat But I've got to tell you, you cannot walk in the heavenly places when you're walking after your flesh. You cannot walk in the heavenly places when it's all about me and feed me and preach to me, preacher, and sing to me and pray for me. But when we walk in the spirit, we have to live in the spirit. We have to live in the spirit. the largest principality in the United States is right now entertainment entertainment we sit there and look at our phone all day watch movies all day rarely ever pick up the word of God rarely ever break open the bread of life because we want to be entertained and I, I'm afraid that the church 
has slowly began a transition from walking in the Spirit to saying entertainment. Entertainment. All right, preacher, you walk in the Spirit for me. You hear the voice of God for me. What I'll do is I'll just give you my tithe check and I'll show up and I'll fill a seat and I won't do anything for the kingdom of God, but entertainment. And a lot of preachers in America, you don't hear them preach about any conviction anymore. And you don't hear them preach about anything about walking in the spirit, but they'll be quick to preach about love and forgiveness. And I believe in the love of Christ because it saved me. And I believe in the forgiving power of Christ because he forgave me of my sins. But let me tell you something. The kingdom of God is like an ocean. There's so many places in the deep that we have not gone. And so many of us, when we come into Christ, we are on the shallow end of the ocean. But some of us have been in church all of our lives, and we've never gotten over three foot. Mediocrity will kill you. Complacency will kill you. Showing up at church is not good enough. Feeling a seat on a pew is not good enough. I wish you'd listen to this preacher today. I know that you might have been expecting something else from me tonight. But this is the word of God. That being carnally minded is not enough. Filling a seat is not enough. But we've got to live this thing. We've got to walk in the spirit. We've got to do what we can for the kingdom. I prayed today that the Lord that the Lord would hide me behind him because brother Justin we we can get so caught up in preaching for response that we miss the mark. I don't want my words Listen to me, every time that I come up in this pulpit to preach the word of God, I never want to preach my own words. I don't want to just get, say some words that will get you hyped up about me and get you hyped up about things that don't really matter. But I want the word to convict us. I want the word to saturate us. I want the word to purify us. And if you listen, to what the Spirit is saying to the church tonight. What He is saying to us is, I want you to walk with me. Make your way to the front of this room tonight. It was in the Garden of Eden that the plan of God was for God to walk with mankind. And because of sin, there was enmity between God and man but the Lord said I died for you and I want to raise you up to walk with me once again if you want that tonight I want you to throw both your hands in the air and I want you to say God I want you to take me to the place where I can walk with you I want you to take me to the place where I can dwell with you and where I can walk with you in the spirit lift your voice up tonight Lift your voice up tonight. Come on. Lift your voice for a moment now. Lift your voice for a moment now. It's time for you to get a prayer life. It's time for you to fast. It's time for you to consecrate. It's time for you to quit walking after the things of the flesh. It's time for the church to operate in the spirit. It's time for the church to warn the spirit. And it's time for the church to get a hold of God like we never have. Come on, that's it. That's it. Let's pray together. 
Let's pray together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. The Lord's convicting us tonight. Come on, that's it. Let the Lord touch your heart. God, I want to walk with you. God, I want a relationship with you. I want to do everything that I can. young people if you want to be a preacher it's not about the response it's not about hyping the crowd it's about walking with God it's about listening to the voice of God we've got to have his voice in our life we've got to have a walk with him in our life Let's pray. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Come on. Let's pray together. The Lord's doing something in someone's life. The Lord's drawing you closer to Him. The Lord's drawing you closer to Him.